everybody, welcome back to Vertical Vision. Uh, today I want to discuss the issue of the presence of God in our lives. If you were to ask somebody, what distinguishes a Christian from other people, or distinguishes the church from other groups, what would that thing be? And you would get several different answers, some of them positive and some of them negative. But one response, I don't know if we would really hear that often, and maybe even at all, would be the presence of God in our lives being that distinguishing factor between us and other people and the church and other groups. And this issue of the presence of God being a distinguishing mark is something that Moses said to God. To give you a background of what was going on, Israel had sinned against God by making the golden calf and worshiping it. And God, of course, had to discipline them and judge them for their sin. And when it was all said and done, God said, okay, now you're going to go into the promised land but I'm going to send my angel with you. Uh, I'm not going to go with you because you're a stubborn and obstinate people. And when the people heard that, it broke their hearts. And they actually wept before God and they repented. And God said, okay, I see your heart, so I am going to go with you. And Moses' response to God is... I think very, very interesting. It's in Exodus chapter 33, and in verse 15 and 16, this is what Moses responds to God with. It says, And he said to him, Moses says to God, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us? so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth. Look at what Moses just said. He tells God, if you don't go with us, we're not leaving this place. We're staying with you. And I love what Moses says about how the presence of God distinguishes the people of God from every other people on the face of the earth. And how did that look? You know, think of the person on the outside watching Israel travel through the wilderness. What did they see that let them understand that God was present with these people? There were things that were going on between Israel and God, a relationship and an interaction that was unprecedented. If you were watching Israel, you would see them going through the wilderness, being led by a cloud during the day. And at nighttime, there would be a pillar of fire that would lead them through the darkness. You would see God providing food for them every morning on the face of the ground in, in the form of manna. You would see God providing food for them in the evening with flocks of quail. You would see God providing water from a rock. You would see God delivering them from their enemies, the parting of the Red Sea, 
the plagues and God's hand moving in, in helping Israel defeat their enemies. So there were things that were going on that really showed a difference between Israel and everybody else because of this intimacy with God and the work of God in their lives. And it's not just with Israel as a nation. You see this throughout Scripture. If you look at the life of Joseph, poor Joseph was put into a horrible situation. He was betrayed by his brothers, sold into slavery into Egypt, and he was put in Potiphar's house. And he served the Lord while he was in Potiphar's house, and God blessed him. And then he got framed for uh, attempted rape, and he gets thrown into prison, and yet he still faithfully serves God in prison, and God blesses him there in the midst of all that. And for 13 years, poor Joseph is a, is a slave, but he remains faithful to God and holding to God, and God has a hold of him. And what it says in the scriptures concerning Joseph is that God was with him over and over again. And God did great things through Joseph's life and in Joseph's life. We see it with Daniel under four kings, Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, Darius, and Cyrus. God moved in Daniel's life and through Daniel's life, and he lived a life committed to the Lord. And it was said of Daniel that in him was the Spirit of God. So they saw the presence of God in Daniel's life. We see it with Jesus. You know, Nicodemus comes to him in John chapter 3, and he says to Jesus, we know that you're sent from God because nobody could do the things that you do unless God was with him. So again, there's that equation or equating of what was happening in Jesus's life and through Jesus's life with the presence of God in Jesus's life. And then, of course, you look at the church and you see the very same thing. As God moved through them and worked in them and changed them and salvation was happening and, and God was working in the lives of people and through the lives of people, the world around them saw the presence of God in the midst of those people's lives and in the midst of the church. And so it really got me thinking, for me personally, do people see the presence of God in my life? And then if you, know, you take that out beyond that, I think, okay, do people see the presence of God in the lives of believers as a general rule? Do people see the presence of God in the church? And I think that's a question that we really have to ask ourselves. You know, what does it look like as far as God's presence being in my life? What can people see that would give evidence of this relationship with God and the presence of God. And I think it breaks down into to four things. Um, the first one would be the fruit of the Spirit. You know, this is what we see over in uh, the book of Galatians chapter 5. 
what it tells us in verse 22 is the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And if the Holy Spirit is present in our lives, and as believers that is the case, you know, he indwells us and we are his temple. If he's in us and his presence is being allowed to really manifest itself or himself, I guess I should say, in our lives, people should see the fruit of his presence in us. A love like nobody else loves. A kindness that transcends anything the world sees and even tries to attain. A gentleness, self-control. All these things that we see here, we see bits and pieces of it and glimmers of it, even in unbelievers' lives. But the Spirit-filled Christian has these fruits or this, this character that transcends anything that the world can even hope to have apart from Christ. So do they see these things in my life? And then you have the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13 and 14 deal with these uh, to a great length, and, and uh, they're not all of the gifts. There's others listed in Ephesians and elsewhere. But if God's presence is in our lives and he has given us gifts, then those gifts are going to make a difference in the lives of the people around us and in the body of Christ, and people will see God at work through us as those gifts are are being used by his people. And then the work of the Holy Spirit. Remember that God's desire and aim for our lives is that we be conformed into the image of Christ. So as the people around us look at our lives, do they see a change in us throughout our lives and, and over time? Do they see us becoming more like Jesus? That evidence that he is with us and he's working in us to bring us to that place that we're more like him. I think that's a key bit of evidence that he is present in our lives. And then lastly, I would say the, the miracles of God in our lives. And I think this is something that we we kind of don't really think about or, or even maybe downplay in our lives as believers is that God is a God of miracles. God is a God of signs and wonders. God manifests his power and presence in the lives of his people through the miraculous. And he's the same, the Bible says, yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And so, do people see God doing miracles in our life? And, and it may be something that isn't very glamorous or even, you know, 
uh, big in the eyes of people. But, you know, think about Israel out there in the wilderness. The fact that every morning God provided food for his people, breakfast for his people every morning for 40 years, that was a miracle. Just a meal in itself was a miracle. And then, of course, yes, you have the parting of the Red Sea, you know, and, and the things of that nature that are just, you know, epic miracles, if you will. But it doesn't matter if they're epic or small. It's still a miracle of God moving in our lives. And, and he does that. It might be healing from a disease. Or it might be that God pays a bill for you that you didn't know where the money's coming from. But the fact of the matter is, do we really keep an eye out for God's work and moving in our lives, bringing things into our life and taking care of us in ways that, that point to his presence and his concern for our lives? You know, I think a lot of times we, we kind of will relegate things to, oh, that was fortunate or that was a good bit of luck or coincidence when in fact it really is just God taking care of the people he loves. And I think it's important for us when God does things in our lives that we share those things with other people. It's an encouragement when we can tell people, hey, let me tell you what God did. This is what I was going through. This is what I was facing. This is what was happening. And listen to what God did. And people want to, I believe, hear that God really is alive and well and engaging in the lives of his people. And that he cares about us. And what it reveals when we share those things with people is that there is a relationship with a real God. And it sets us apart. And it sets him apart from other gods and religion. So I, I would really encourage you, you know, think about your walk with the Lord. How, how do we even really help facilitate the presence of God in our lives? Well, if we're born again, he's already there. You know, Jesus said, you know, he will be with you and will be in you. So we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and he is with us. But I think the key thing is for us is we need to obey the Lord and abide in Christ. We, we actually need to spend time with him and facilitate that relationship. Being in the word being in prayer, being with other believers, and nurturing that relationship with the Lord, and obeying what he says to do in his word and by his Holy Spirit, and really letting him be the one who is leading and controlling our life. And that's what you see when you look over scripture, when Israel was following the Lord, obeying the Lord, seeking the Lord, the Lord's presence was being manifested in their lives. 
You see it with Joseph. He was always obeying the Lord and seeking to please the Lord. Daniel, the same thing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the same thing. Joshua, Caleb, the same thing. Elisha, Elijah, and the list goes on. Peter, John, James. That heart to please the Lord and to yield to the Lord. And as they did... God was with them and worked in them and worked through them and people noticed. And I pray that that would be our hearts, that we would be completely yielded to Christ, that we would seek him and obey him so that he may move unhindered in our lives and through our lives to be a blessing to others around us and to reveal himself to those around us as he works through us. So just as, as you spend time with the Lord and pray, just be looking for those opportunities where you can share what God is doing in your life and ask God to be working in you to draw you closer to him and show you those areas where you, know, you need to deal with so that your relationship with him can grow and blossom. So I pray that God would bless you. And you know, just a reminder, if you have any comments or questions, uh, you can reach out to me at, uh, uh, at the email for this podcast. It's connect at verticalvision.site. That's connect at verticalvision.site, S-I-T-E. And I'll be happy to get back with you. And uh, Uh, Thanks for taking the time out to get into the Word a little bit this morning, and I pray that it just blesses you and helps you draw closer to the Lord. God bless you.